welcome to the Carmack Podcast. I am your host, Jim Allen. We are recording episode number 10, and our guest today is going to be John Passione. He is our new Carmack CEO. We're very excited to talk to John and hear about what he has to say about Carmack and where he sees us going in the future. So sit back and relax and enjoy the podcast. So, <laughs> and if you guys don't know, this is John Passione. He's our new CEO. So, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if you thought he was a customer or a new janitor or whatever, but he's the guy. So, so it's cool, man. So uh, I've been looking forward to this one, and I think so are our customers, so are our employees. So everybody wants to hear what you have to say, and Thanks, you look Jim. way better behind that screen. Thank you. Just so I appreciate you know. that. So yeah, it's super cool. I, like I said, I think this one uh, makes a lot of sense. You've been on what now? Four, four weeks. Week. This is the end of week four in one month. So what led up to you becoming the CarMax CEO, John? So my background, uh, I found out early on in my career that I was really passionate about smaller businesses and helping to grow those smaller businesses. So for me, I, I came up through the ranks on the technical side of things and also have a uh, background in business as well. So I found the technical side very interesting and found that I could make a difference quickly on, on that side of things. So um, I also realized that technology was a powerful shaping factor that was emerging. So when I was, when I was in high school and when I graduated college, computers were really becoming very mainstream and that's when being a developer actually, it was actually prior to, you know, having developers be cool. It was right on the front edge of that. So I guess my timing that was happened? pretty good. Yeah, it oh. did. It happened. <laughs> so anyways, uh, I realized pretty early on that from a business process standpoint, technology really had a lot of opportunity to help businesses really take it to the next level. And so I found that very, very interesting. And so that's kind of the direction that I went with my career. So. Since then, I have helped to create many products, mostly in the healthcare industry, but across the spectrum. I spent some time on the financial side as well, developing software for the financial industries, really in leadership roles through these organizations. And most recently, prior to joining Carmack, we founded a company named Jardogs. That company, we ran for four years prior to deciding to have it acquired by all scripts. And that one, again, was at the forefront of technology, helping to sort of reshape that, that vertical in healthcare. And I think we did a really good job of, of shaking things up there and using technology to disrupt in the industry. So I have a, a pretty broad experience in uh, different verticals across, across the industry. Technical background, I think it helped Carmack quite a bit. And I think uh, Carmack is extremely well positioned um, in the industry to, to take the next step. And so one of the things that I'm really passionate about is helping organizations take that next step and helping them grow. So cool. it's kind of not a great answer, but no, it's a good answer. Uh, I'm also curious, are you from Springfield, Illinois? Are you born and raised up there? No. I actually was, I've been a Midwesterner my whole life, so I grew up in the Chicagoland suburbs. So I have been all over the Chicagoland suburbs yeah. as a child, but yes, most recently in St. Charles, Illinois for about 10 years, 
before moving down to Springfield. And I've been in Springfield for seven years now. Oh, gotcha. And that's, uh, for people listening, what, 45 minutes north of the Carmack HQ? That's that right. about right? Well, you're, he's smiling because I think he probably hasn't learned that the law doesn't like him driving as fast as he does. So it may be an hour for everybody else, I guess. Is that fair? I am a, I am a, a law-abiding citizen when I'm driving up and down the, the freeways. Yeah. Can't say I haven't been tempted. But. Yeah. I am not. Uh, for any police listening, <laughs> catch me if you can. Uh, and they have a couple times. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, so week four, and uh, you've, you've been in the chair, and I'm sure you are, are learning a lot of things of how we're doing and what we're doing and learning the industry. It's got to be a lot of trial by fire and a awful lot of information. I think the term uh, drinking from the fire hose probably is accurate. And uh, so how do you begin to lay out a plan of, of your vision of where you think we need to go? So my first step was listening. So we had a pretty extensive set of conversations when I was considering taking on the position. I had many conversations with leadership and when I came aboard, I just really wanted to listen to, you know, what what did leadership have to say? What did other people have to say about where Carmack was strong, where Carmack was weak? Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot even prior to, to landing here. And for me, after coming aboard, my plan was really to, to sit and go through area by area and understand it in more detail. So, so far, I think I've been, uh, I've been really just sort of looking at what is, you know, what are the low-hanging pieces of fruit, I think, you know, what are the areas that we could do to sort of quickly streamline and kind of help us get ready for a bigger growth spurt. And some big areas to focus on are obviously going to be the technology side. Um, and that's one of the big things that I'll be focusing on in the next 90 days or so, trying to get that plan laid out. I've also spent a lot of time, as you know, Jim, on the implementation side, looking at how do we shorten those time frames so mm-hmm. that we can be more effectively rolling out to clients faster and get people on board using our solutions faster. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, I, I think you made me think of something that it's important for people to know that the you learned a lot about Carmack before even coming in here. So it was a very, very long uh, process of, of interviewing and trying to select the right person for the company, uh, technology-wise, uh, but also culture uh, reasons, you know, to make sure you fit in well with the culture. And it was probably about six months or so of doing that in multiple interviews and meeting with the board and the executive team. So you probably had a pretty good idea coming in. So really, even though you've only been in the office for four weeks, I feel like you've, you've been around a lot longer. And it was fun because I actually got to interview you, and it's fun to get to interview your potential future boss. So hopefully I didn't come off wrong at this point, and you've let all that go. Uh, <laughs> so no, I, I think there's an excitement that you're here. Uh, the strategies and the things that you're outlining are great, and, and people are you know very interested to hear what you have to say, and it is very, very early. So I, I have to ask probably what's on most people's mind that would be listening is, what are you going to do, or what is your strategy and, and objectives to make Carmack go to the next level to be viable five years, 10 years down the road as a company overall? I'm starting with the customer experience. That's where it starts and ends for me. So what what is it that customers value about Carmack? 
what is it that we're providing that they're getting all today that they value and what is it that we could be providing that would take us to the next level so we made a strategic acquisition before I came aboard in last September I believe with Adam Systems mm -hmm. which signifies that Carmack wants to broaden its horizons with respect to the product line while still maintaining its roots so for me the challenge is how do we, when we're looking at our next generation of platform, how do we make sure that we stay true to our roots and yet build a platform that can scale with Carmack and with our customer base as the consolidation in the industry continues and as, as we get clients that have um, more immediate needs, so moving faster, the need for us to move faster increases, and how do we increase our scale without impacting performance, without impacting customer satisfaction, things like that. So. For, for me, I think the value is in understanding our customers really well and being able to apply that to the software side. And I think one thing that Carmack has in spades is, is very deep domain experience. Carmack knows its customers very well. There's very clearly some deep knowledge here that we have as a, as a big asset to us. So I think the hard parts are already covered by Carmack. The technology part, I think, is respectively easier and that's where I think we we need to focus to take us to another level yeah no I would absolutely agree one, one of the things that I found compelling about you was uh, when you first you weren't here yet and they were getting your office ready and they brought in these big monitors and I'm like this guy need those big monitors for and they said well he's gonna be working in the code and I thought wow that's pretty cool uh, I don't know that you know, we realized that you had that ability. So you can get into the code and you recognize it, you understand uh, how the product is written, therefore you can help guide where the product needs to go and what we need to work on. So how did you get that knowledge? Like, did you go to coding school or did you pick it up with like coding for dummies? Like how, how did you come to know that? No, I was a professional developer for the beginning of my career. They just quickly started moving into me into leadership roles. So I was a working, still a coding developer, even as a manager for many years of my career. And I still, sometimes, I, I'm, a, I'm ashamed to say I still code in my spare time sometimes when I have time. I have four kids, so not as much time as I used to have to do that stuff, but I still do uh, get my hands dirty from time to time. So the technology moves fast. It's hard to keep up with technology. So I can't say that I code in the latest technology, but I do keep track of all the latest technology. and. From a leadership perspective, you know, I, I, architecturally, I'm very strong, and I can, you know, I can, and I have guided companies through that aspect of things for quite some time now. So, yeah, I, I my roots were in development. That's fantastic. I don't understand any of that. I know how to use the internet and stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> no, that is cool. So after four weeks. The culture is, is probably on the minds, of course, the employees, but potentially also the, the, the customer base and things of that nature. But you've been here a little while, so what's your impression of the culture and Carmack and how do you feel about it and as far as fitting in and what do you see? So that was one of the things that drew me to Carmack when I was going through the process of figuring out if I wanted to be here. This culture is actually pretty unique. In my experience and in all the places that I've worked, you only really run across this type of culture maybe a few times in your career if you're lucky. So I was lucky enough in the beginning of my career 
it was the second second place that I worked out of school that actually had a culture like this. This reminds me very much of that culture. The company was called Enterprise Systems, and it was privately owned, and the the owner was very involved day to day, very passionate about what we were doing. And I didn't realize at the time how really special that that was the culture that he had created. And when I think about Carmack and when I walked in the doors and started meeting the people, it, it is a very close proximity to that. So for me, it's like I'm home. This is the culture that I think is 90% of what makes a, co uh, a company successful. So you have to have the deep knowledge and experience in the industry, but the people and the engagement level of the people and their level of caring about the mission and being able to all work together to a common end that is something that's very rare. A lot of times you'll walk into a company, it doesn't really matter the size, and people are, you know, they're, they're, they're there to make a paycheck, they're there because they need a job, and they're, they're engaged enough to do their jobs, but not especially passionate. And here you just run across people that are, are very passionate about what they do, and it shows in the tenure of the people that are here, as well as just the level of conversation that you'll have with people. People are working hard here, and they care. I would agree. We have a lot of really talented people, and you know this team is an example of that. I don't do this. I just come in and ask questions, but a lot of people make this thing happen, and it's become a thing, which is pretty exciting. So along with that, what kind of a human being are you? What do you like to do with yourself? Like outside of I, you know, messing around with uh, coding on the weekends, you mentioned you have a family. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I have four children. The oldest is 15, the youngest is five. So I have three three girls. We had three girls and then tried for the boy, got the boy finally, and then we knew we were done <laughs> at that point. I don't know if we would have had four if we had the boy first, but we do love him dearly. That's fair. Yeah, so I, I love to spend time with my family, clearly. I, uh, I am also passionate about guitar. I wish I was as good at guitar as I am passionate about it, but we'll see. It'll get there over time, and maybe I'll get your help in that. <laughs> but uh, I'm also a big fan of anything with wheels and an engine. So <laughs> uh, whether it's a tractor, a truck, or a car, I, I do love tinkering with automotive things. And uh, been a, let's see, I've been a martial artist for about 27 years, so I will do that whenever I have a chance as well. And I like to swim. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was an interesting... time for all this stuff? You just don't sleep? No, no, I, I don't sleep. <laughs> no, it's, it's difficult. I think you, you choose what you can do with children. Right. I think that helps a lot. So when your children have an interest, my children are, are what got me into swimming, for example. So you're always trying to find ways to stay, to stay fit and to also be with your children. And if you can find some sort of a, a blend of the two. I think that to me has been part of the secret. So find what their interests are and try and glom on and, and stay stay in shape that way. That's a good strategy, yeah. actually. I, that's pretty cool. So you're a car guy, like are you a aficionado or you do you do mechanic stuff? Like do you, are you the guy that has to change his own oil or? Less so over time. So when I was, when I was in high school, I worked on cars a lot. I worked on engines, I worked on bodies, re, redid bodies all the time, and um, did my own oil, change, oil changes and all of that sort of stuff. 
funny how family and children tend to change that a little bit. So mm-hmm. as I become busier, I have less time to actually get under a car. And nowadays, you don't really know where the engine is, much less right. how to change the oil. So I stay away from the mechanical side nowadays and just focus on driving when I have a chance to take a take an early morning and go down some back roads. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's an opportunity cost to do those things away from your family, right? So. That's right. Yeah. No, I, I like it. I am also a car guy. I love cars. I'm kind of a old muscle car slash street ride guy kind of has been my niche but uh i appreciate anything wheels so (laughs) on wheels but yeah the the trucking industry or the heavy duty industry as it were and now we're kind of bringing in the adam systems with the automotive so it's really transportation overall but it is fun that you're passionate about those kind of things and it's kind of come together in your career and then you stack technology on top of it so that must feel like a pretty cool fit it's pretty synergistic I've spent a lot of time on one side of the counter with respect to, you know, having my vehicles serviced and uh, purchased and all of that. So actually being part of the software that that uh, people will use to sell heavy trucks, automotive, yeah, in general, to sell to sell vehicles, mm-hmm. I think is is very appealing to me. I can really get excited about that. And, and that combined with technology really plays to my strengths. Cool. Yeah, no, it seems like a pretty great fit. So as far as a leader, and I'm kind of asking for myself on the air here, but for everyone, like what kind of leader are you and how do you plan on holding your executive staff accountable? I'm a ruthless dictator. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think let's just rewind and insert the 27 years of Taekwondo. Or <laughs> I get a black eye. I'll know what happened. <laughs> no, I, uh, so I'm a very collaborative leader, and I believe very much in empowering people. So, you know, look, if you're on my leadership team, I expect that you're a grown-up and that you can handle your area and that, um, and that you can be effective as a leader in your area. So I'm here to help, to mentor, to remove obstacles, and to set vision and direction. So I think uh, we have a very strong leadership team here at Carmack, and the culture is, is a very collaborative culture. So I think it works well with respect to my leadership style, and uh, yeah, I guess I'll leave it at that. It works well with my leadership style. So John, uh, let's back it up a minute. Tell me a little more about Jar Dogs and how that came to be, what it even means, because it sounds pretty weird, right? It's a kind of funny, cool name. And uh, you know, tell me how that came to be and what kind of success you had there. Jar Dogs came to be as a result of some conversations that, that I was having ongoing with a good friend of mine that was uh, working in the uh, healthcare industry at the time. And we were we had always been talking about potentially starting up a company together and so really what we were lacking was the idea and he had spent some time on the on the healthcare side not as a vendor but as you know part of a healthcare organization and so he was learning a lot about where they were struggling and what they needed you know what they needed to be more effective and so we we initially started brainstorming around what might be a great first solution. He was looking at self-registration kiosks as a big need in their organization. And we talked about potentially, you know, that might be a great start to the company. And that's really where we started with Jar Dogs was self-registration kiosks. It grew from there because if you think about the modality of a kiosk, 
it's really great to facilitate quick registration of a person so they can bypass the line when they go to see their doctor. They don't have to sit there and wait in line. They also don't have to say out loud what their personal information might be. So it's a great privacy instrument. It's a great instrument to be able to get consistent data instead of somebody just asking you, has any of your information changed? They can talk, they can actually ask you specific questions and you can answer them privately. So it started there. It's not a great modality for the little old lady that has medications that is digging through her purse trying to spell something by touching a screen. So for, for the complex forms, really is what we're calling, what we call those, for complex forms, which you always get at the doctor's office, it's the clipboard that they give you when you go to sit down and waiting for the doctor, you have to fill in all your medications, all your allergies and all of that, those things. It's not a great modality for that type of information. So what we said was we needed to, to have a portal that we could either partner with or build that would allow people to do that type of thing from home and then electronically attach that information to the patient's record so that when they showed up at the doctor's office, they really wouldn't have to do anything but check in at the kiosk and go sit down and everything was taken care of. So that was the, the vision behind it. The portal side of it was much more impactful in the industry than the self-registration kiosk side. So there was a lot of factors involved in that, but that started taking off very quickly for us. And we built it using technology that, taking advantage of the new technology that was out there at the time. So we had a, a big advantage in that established players that were out there we're dealing with typically hosted solutions that they had to pay for the infrastructure around those solutions. And it's a large capital outlay to be able to build a solution that that scales to a national level using normal hosting technology. So we were pretty early on involved in uh, an alpha release of Microsoft Azure and we built our solution based on that Microsoft technology, which allowed us to really only utilize the amount of horsepower that we needed. So we didn't have to build a conventional hosted, hosted solution. We just built it up in the cloud. We built it for that platform. So it was a platform as a service solution. That allowed us to take advantage of economies that other people just didn't have the ability to do because they were built in a different way. So we came in and our price point was much different and the solution would scale readily. And so that allowed us to disrupt the industry a bit and come in at a much lower price point and still be able to make enough profit to be to be, you know, profitable in our in our own endeavors. So I think that was how Jardogs came to be and then it sort of grew from there. So laws changed, meaningful use came to be during the time that we were building the product and that sort of drove adoption very quickly. And so we found ourselves in a place where instead of having to grow the company organically, we really had about an 18 month span of time where we needed to really make a big splash in the marketplace because everybody was going to require a portal for the next wave of regulations that came out. And so that's where we sort of started to look at acquisition and starting to team up with another company because we knew that we needed to do that in order to keep the product alive and to make it a big player in the marketplace. It's a heck of a story. Yeah. Other than <laughs> the obvious opportunity to work with me, what are you most excited about at Carmack? So what gets me most excited is, is the opportunity to work with a company like this again. So 
we talked about culture, I think being a part of this culture and helping to grow this culture, as well as helping Carmack get to that next level of success. So I get excited about utilizing current technologies to continue to evolve our product line. I get excited about getting to know our customers better and getting to know the industry better. And I get excited about, you know, about uh, being able to bring new innovations to our customer base to help them be more productive and do their jobs better. So John, Richard obviously has a very big legacy starting the company, he's chairman of the board. Uh, how do you see your partnership with him in the, in, the, in the near future and then on down the road? I have a lot of respect for what Richard has built and I'm honored to be a part of this and, to, and for him to trust me to help move the company forward. Richard obviously is gonna remain involved as chairman of the board, he's, he's here more often than not still, and I assume he will continue to be. He's very passionate about the company and making sure that, you know, that he's still in touch with what's going on. So I view the, the board as very supportive. I view them as extremely valuable with respect to helping me do, me do my job effectively. And I think Richard has done a really great job of being supportive personally for me and helping me get up to speed and being there for any questions I might have. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's been, he's definitely been taking more vacations lately, which is I think a good thing for him. I think so too. Clearly you bring a lot of experience to the table uh, for Carmack with not only leadership capabilities, uh, your experience and success in technology, those are all very great things. What are you going to do to immerse yourself into the heavy duty industry to really learn what our customers are looking for? So that's a good question, Jim. So I'm already, I've already gotten all the publications that, that I'm told I need to get. So I'm gonna read up on those and stay up on those. I plan on speaking a lot with customers to understand what their needs are, where we meet them, where we don't, so I can help directly affect what customers are getting from us in terms of value. And I plan on certifying on the Carmack product as well. So. Nice, very nice. And we also, we, we, you've met with customers already. We spent an hour and a half this morning with customers, so you're already doing that, right? That's right. And looking forward to conference? Very much so. And I'm hoping that you don't put me in a wig. Well, I don't have anything to do with that. That would be our marketing crew. Uh, we don't want to give anything away just yet, but we have a lot of fun at conference. And it's a, it's a really good environment for you to interact with people and networking and really get to know them. And our customers are so great at just sharing everything. I mean, they're, you know, they come to learn, they come to network. Uh, people are gonna wanna meet you and wanna hear what you say, and you'll get the chance to do all that. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. And it's very reminiscent of, of some of the conferences I've been to in the past with smaller companies. It sounds like there's a lot of high energy there and customers are really engaged. So very much looking forward to meeting those customers. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for taking time out of your busy fourth week here and uh, sitting down. I think you know people wanna hear what you have to say. Uh, we're all waiting to hear and see what you do. So you're scrutinized not only by your employees and your coworkers and your customers, but uh, I think it's a good story to tell. I think people are excited. So I wish you the best of luck. And Thank we'll you. I'm feeling no pressure whatsoever. <laughs> I think it's going to be good. Yeah. But thanks for thanks for putting up with this. Well, thanks very much, Jim. All right. Thanks for listening to the Carmack Podcast. 
I am your host, Jim Allen, and remember, we are the podcast for the heavy-duty industry. Reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook, or you can drop me an email at jallen at carmack.com. I'd love to hear from you and uh, any feedback you might have on the podcast or suggestions on who you would like to hear on the podcast. Thanks again for listening, and have a fantastic day.